Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. You don't need to jump right into Google ads if you have a really bad Google rating or when people look at your website or your social presence to see if you're legit and it looks terrible because essentially you're going to be spending a lot more money to try to overcome an incorrect foundation. Welcome to Rocket Your Business for Trade Contractors. This podcast is designed to help trade contractors run their businesses more efficiently and profitably by eliminating chaos and discovering new growth opportunities. Learn from experts in the trades how to rocket your business to the next level. Welcome to Rocket Your Business for Trade Contractors. We're excited about the new name for this podcast. We're excited about guests coming up for the end of 2023 and moving into 2024. I'm Chris Schenk, the education guy at Estimate Rocket, and we have with us today Logan Schinholzer of the Contractor Growth Network, CGN. Logan is an expert in marketing, especially marketing in service-based contractor businesses in the trades. Logan demystifies marketing, helps me see a little more clearly what marketing ought to be, how it should be connected to product and branding. And if you're wondering what to do next in your business to increase brand awareness, marketing reach, take this very seriously because this is a bottom-up solution to what's going to create very profitable marketing for your company. Starts with who you are, moves into how you look, and finally, how you reach other people and tell them about your product and services. Logan has his terms for this. This guy really knows what he's talking about. Reach out, let him know if you need some help. I believe in CGN. They do great work. Enjoy the conversation with Logan. Logan, welcome to Rocket Your Business for Trade Contractors. Great to have you, man. Chris, I appreciate you guys having me on. We've had you before. We had a great discussion about marketing themes. I've seen you at some shows. Um, actually, I remember this last show we were at, I kind of cornered you a little bit and was like, hey, talk to me about how we market Estimate Rocket software. You know, like I just feel like you guys have a sense um, that it's hard to kind of get to if you're not specializing in marketing and there's a lot of information out there. Things are changing really fast. There's a lot of new tools. So quickly people can feel really left behind. That's me. <laughs> so we've worked with big marketing companies. And sometimes when I see what you guys are doing and I talk to you, I'm like, they, they get it. They get what's what to do with marketing. They get the audience that they're working with. So let me just ask you real quick. Um, how's it going over at Contractor Growth Network? And if you want to tell anybody a little bit about what you do. Yeah. So um, we are a digital marketing agency specifically for contracting companies. Um, it all started. So like nine years ago, uh, my dad was a contractor. He did uh, ponds and water features and he was using just a, a general local marketing company that, you know, did ponds, did restaurants, did, you know, dentist office. And it wasn't working the way that he wanted it to be working. Um, I specifically remember, uh, I used to work for him in the field during the summers, you know, in high school and college and stuff. And he was having a um, a customer appreciation event and we put it together. It was this big ordeal. And I remember the marketing agency said, look, we got you covered. We're going to get a bunch of your clients to show up. You're going to have a great time, sell a bunch of work. And at this point, he probably had a, a few thousand clients. 
Um, and it had like seven people show up. And then just like looking at his face of man, like that's that like if this is not rejection, I don't know what is. And then fast forward a month later, marketing company says, let's do it again. We know what we did wrong. We got you. Next time one person shows up. And then that's when he turned to me about a month after that and said, the people I'm using is not working, Logan. If I'm going to waste marketing dollars, I might as well waste it on my own son. Do you want to try this thing? And I was like, yeah, I don't really know anything about marketing, but like, sure. And then that worked to his, you know, so well that three years later, his buddies started to reach out to me to say, who were also contractors to say, could you do the same thing for me that you did for your dad? And then that was all at this point, you know, we've been doing this now for a little over six years. So we only do it for the trades and for, you know, contractors as a whole. Um, and the whole premise of what we do, and it's funny enough, it's still the exact thing that my dad told me from day one was Logan. I just want everybody in our area to know what it truly looks like to work with us because if they knew what it looked like to work with us, even if we're a higher price than everybody else in the area, nine out of 10 people that typically say you're too expensive, I'm going to the cheaper option, would have actually moved forward with us. Mm. And I realized as as I've tried all these different things in marketing, as I'm growing CGN and working with different contracting companies, at the heart of it all, what works really, really well, it's just having a really well-run business and then essentially showing a window into what it looks like to work with your company. And that's truly how these really big contracting brands have their their stuff set up, where it's not gimmicky, it's not nebulous or vague or really voodoo. It's truthfully just, this is what we do. This is how we do it. And now from the marketing company's perspective, it's time to just make that a cohesive story and then you know, just put some fuel on the fire and get it out to the community. And that at the heart of it is really what CGN does and what uh, good marketing looks like. I think that's how awesome. was that? That was really good. That Thank was you. awesome. And um, a connecting point for me is in learning and development. I find that a lot of times I'm going in and building trading training systems with information that's used for instruction to teach people how to do something or develop a skill well, I find a lot of times that information and instructions out there somewhere, and, and a lot of times it's on overload. And my job is to think, okay, how do I help people connect with the pieces they really need to learn or to stay interested in it um, and to and to practice it? It's something in between the information and the person that there's no spark and and there's no real connection. And I'm like, okay, how do I do that? And so I, I hear what you're talking about is like, how do we give a peek into these businesses so people can see who they really are to really make that connection and not just kind of dribble out that information of they do this kind of work. This is what the reviews say, you know, like, so it's not so not just transactional, but it's not so didactic maybe is the word. It's, it's not just like pure information. It's now a real connection. And that's the real challenge probably in marketing, I would guess. Right. The story. So, so story. I think what it's the story element of all of this is what we forget. So when you're talking about the transactional aspect of it, that is. I mean, at the end of the day, like it's a business, like the business needs to have transactions because otherwise there is no business, but the story element of it all is what makes you memorable, but it's also the things that people fall in love with. So just to kind of, you know, call a spade a spade, if you know, like I didn't just say, Hey, CGN, we're a digital marketing agency. This is what we do. I just told you a story 
of how CGN came to be. So now you remember it a little bit easier versus like, oh yeah, who was that marketing guy that y'all had on your podcast? So it's the story element of everything is so important, no matter if you're remodeling, if you are an electrician. Now there's different stories to be told, but at the end of the day, I mean, especially like I'm a millennial, um, millennials are, are known to like not be afraid to spend $20 on a bar of soap to help out the local soap person at the farmer's market, but we hate going to Dove that can, you can get a bar of soap for 50 cents at Target because right. the story of I'm helping out somebody local. So the storytelling component of all of this is really, as I continue to like work with larger and larger companies, I'm realizing those that have, you know, it's funny. We always look at this as like, oh, well, they've been around for 50 years. It's not the fact that they've been around for 50 years, but they're able to tell the stories of what it's looked like to work with them as a contracted company for 50 years. Those stories are really what permeates the market. And that's how these companies continue to grow. Because there's also companies that have been around for 100 years and you've never heard of them because they do not tell the story in the right way. So that's really how you go from the transactional stage, marketing sales wise into the, wow, this is the company I want to work with. It's the difference of Six Flags versus Disney World. One of them is a really good amusement park <laughs> for the day. And one of them is you go there for a whole week and your family talks about it for years. And your life has changed forever. <laughs> because when you go there, you can feel the magic. And it's funny because like I, I use that analogy a lot with what I'm talking about with, with contracting companies. But then when you look at their branding and how they represent themselves online, you know, Disney World, it looks magical. They have on the website fireworks and like, it's family while you go on Six Flags and it's like, check out the latest roller coaster. And you're like, that's neat, but I'm not coming there for the roller coaster. I'm coming there to connect better with my kids or my grandkids. And that's the story that Disney World tells compared to a Six Flags. Right. And we have a Six Flags near us in St. Louis. So I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> feel yeah. That you go for a day, technology. but Disney World, like you go for the whole week and you love it. You go, it, it's a childhood. It's a childhood memory. And that might like one of the um, the epitome experience of my childhood that brings up and conjures all these memories and thoughts and feelings is Disney World. And I kind of hate saying it, you know, D Disney World almost is almost a dove analogy in my experience, like, but it's not. They somehow saved it from becoming just this commercial thing. And we went and actually they had some of the old rides. We I took my kids. Um, I got married, by the way, in June. And that was a big deal. Congratulations. And, um, I took, I, thank you. I took my teenage kids. So it was second marriage. But I took them to uh, Disney World because I was like, man, I want you guys to have. They hadn't been to Disney World yet. And I've, we've always talked about it. But they always chose different vacations. But anyway, this is going somewhere. But anyway, we had that. And I was just like, dude, they, they brought in stuff from my childhood. They had the uh, Carousel of Progress still there. Of course, like. You know, it's old and stuff, but the kids liked it and I connected. So I, I was able to really kind of put to the test, like, you know, is it is it what I thought it was? I mean, because I am such a cynic. Oh, my gosh. I'm such a huge cynic. And when I come back to some of these old memories, I'm like debunking things left and right. I'm just so skeptical about, you know, is this kind of just the commercial consumerist experience that I but I think they pulled through and there's some unique ways in which they did. And my kids got that childhood experience and that memory and so there is that and so anyway going back to the story there's something that they're preserving and you mentioned with some contractors or some businesses they've been around 100 years and 
they're not telling the story right. Some of them, it doesn't matter how you mentioned the, how you tell a story, boy, they, you could have the Disney story, but man, if you're not doing it right, you're just a business that's, that's old. You're just an old business. You're the old, you're old school, you know, man, that is, that's a huge difference than somebody who's been around in my childhood and helped me create memories and has this huge story. Then, Oh, they're the old guys or they're the old, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like that's what People, I think. Cause we all do that, you know, Oh, veteran owned. And it's like, that's great. And I appreciate that. Veteran. But if you can't then give me the context behind why this business being veteran owned benefits me as the consumer. Cause like, I don't know about you, Chris, I have never gone onto Amazon and said, before I buy this, I'm going to look at the person behind who's selling this toothbrush. Like, mm. you know, at the, like, and that's a very, Amazon's very transactional. So with veteran known, if it's like, if we're going to lean into that as an aspect of it, that's great. But we now need to be like, look, we are veteran owned, which means we take the punctuality that we learned back in the Marine Corps and we bring that every single day. So now mm. it's like, oh, that makes sense on how it benefits me as the consumer. So a lot of that stuff where it's family owned and operated since 1955, that's perfect. But I know a lot of dysfunctional families. So that actually might be a detriment. <laughs> so it's it's all about the ways to, and it's not spinning it. It's just giving the context of right. what does this really mean? Because if it doesn't, if you don't do anything different other than, you know, we're veteran owned, but we do everything the exact same way, then yeah, you might appeal to somebody who's also a veteran or, or somebody who's more conservative, but realistically, somebody else is going to beat you out if they have a cheaper price because it's not enough of a differentiator when it comes to buying the product or the service. So it's all the storytelling components that need to come into it. And a lot of times what most contracting companies do, unfortunately, is they they have a good story. And, and we talked about like simplifying things a lot here at CGN and, and what we call it is uh, be the part, look the part, attract the part. And what that really means is hmm. be the part is the idea that it's, you just need to have a good service or a good product. Like you actually need to do the things that people want you to do in their home. If we're going to grow this business, because at the heart of it all, like there, there's, we still get, you know, clients will hit us up and say, Hey, you know, I need to, I want to start marketing with you guys. And we're like, that's perfect. You've got a 3.7 star average on Google. Like there's, there's not much that we can do to help you because we can bring the horse to the trough. But if they then look at, the fact that you have a 3.7 star average on Google, it's going to tell them that what you're doing online is not actually happening in the home and they're going to go ahead and, and leave. So wow. that's the first component of it is let's understand exactly what are we doing in the home that clients absolutely love, or if they don't love it, let's change it because it's much easier to market a Disney world or an Apple compared to Enron. Because I could be the right. best CMO in the world, but everybody knows Enron's story. Yeah. It's going to be very hard to get them to grow. So you got to first mm -hmm. do the amazing things that your clients want you to do. And if you're trying to appeal to the high-end clients, the people that are willing to spend a lot of money, you can't then say, well, if they call me, I'm not going to answer. It has to go to voicemail. Well, if that's if their expectation is, look, I'm, I'm paying you twice the market rate. I expect you to answer the phone if I call. That's up to you to then decide, do you want to accept that in your business? And if you don't want to accept that and you don't want to answer, that's cool. But then you can't turn around and say, I want to appeal to the higher end clientele. So make sure 
you're doing the things in the home or outside the home that your clients want you to do because that is the first piece. That's the foundational block for good marketing. So be the part. And what were the second, third? The next one is going to be look the part. That is now you got to actually look like you do those things. And it's the same thing of, let's say over at Estimate Rocket, you guys are trying to hire a rock star salesperson. And then they submit their resume and the resume, they haven't updated it in five years. The formatting's off. It's it's grammatically terrible. Um, they just use buzzwords like, you know, doubled quota, but they never actually say what the quota was. That is the exact thing that happens a lot of times online where a contracting company will do really good work, really high-end work, but then the photos that they take of the work looks like it was taken on a Motorola Razor or their website doesn't flow correctly or it looks chaotic. And essentially what's happening is there is a major disconnect between what is happening in the home, which is beauty and cohesion and artistry and communication and what's online, which is chaotic and confusing and hard for people to find. So the look, the part aspect is really the idea of like, we all say, don't judge a book by its cover, but everybody does. So we mm -hmm. need to now make sure that how we are representing ourselves online, offline, everything, everything that we do or don't do represents the brand and tells the brand story. We now need to make sure that we are doing everything that we can to articulate the amazing things that we're doing in people's homes in the best light online and offline. And that's where you know, good design comes in. That's where if you're saying, yeah, we communicate really well, great. Have a page on your website that walks through the process of working with us because that is your way of proactively saying we have our stuff together. Mm. And then, so so that's the look, the part. And the last piece is attract the part, which is great. Now add fuel to the fire. Mm. Don't, you don't need to jump right into Google ads if you have a really bad Google rating or when people look mm -hmm. at your website or your social presence to see if you're legit and it looks terrible because essentially you're going to be spending a lot more money to try to overcome an incorrect foundation. So that's all whole premise here. And that's what really works is do great things, be the part. Look the way that you actually need to look for people to trust you, which is look the part. And then you can pour more fuel into the fire with ads, SEO, all that stuff. And that's attract the part. And it has to go in that order. I love that. Let's, let's mess up the order a little bit. If you don't mind us talking about this. Okay. So you talk, yeah. and I see this happening with a lot of companies too. So I think you're spot on. So if somebody says, Oh, I want to actually, a lot of people probably, I'm, this is a question for you. Do they start, try to start with the tract? Let's suppose yeah. they start with the tract and they don't have look and they don't have B what happens to those types of initiatives? So what will end up happening is usually attract the part would be I'm going to spend and pour a lot of money into Google ads. And typically what will end up happening is at first when you don't have the B or the look, um, they don't get the, the right experience. And as a result, then you will start to get uh, bad reviews coming in the door. And then now you got to spend even more money on Google to try to like overcome those bad reviews because then it becomes a numbers game or you have bad reviews, but then the way to get a client in the door is to lower your price because now your, your real selling proposition is, yeah, we may suck, but we're super cheap. So at least you're not going to get totally <laughs> screwed here. So that's funny. That's what ends up happening. But the most common situation is most people, they they're the be the part, they do yeah. a good job of. Not everybody's great. Okay. And okay. I would say, in fact, most people are not, most people candidly are six flags, like most contracted companies. And it's not that they don't know it. 
It's just that nobody's articulated it to them in the way that it's like, look, like there's a lot of little baby things that makes Disney World Disney World that we don't recognize. It's not just the fact that they have Minnie Mouse. It's the fact that there's no trash anywhere and everybody there has name tags on. And like you feel like it's all those little baby things. And that's the difference of like, let's say like the, the average price point versus the high price point contracting companies realistically is like the proactiveness of the experience, that's the big difference maker. So Mm. most people have a good be the part, but then when they try to represent themselves online or offline, that's where they fall through. So they do good stuff in the house. They look like they kind of like created their brand on Microsoft Paint. And then now they have to overcome the Microsoft Paint by actually pouring a lot of money into ads, truck wraps, all those sorts of things that you know, they have its its place and you should be doing some of those things, but you just want to lay the foundation. So if, if you're essentially putting your resume into the hands of the hiring managers of a job you're trying to get, make sure your resume properly reflects right. what you're trying to get across. That's where most people fall. Okay. So we, we kind of dealt with the, what if you had it in the attract B look, then I heard you kind of say something that it was, um, what if you had the B attract look? In other words, your branding was subpar, but you had the product because a lot of technicians yep. knowing how to do the work, they like, oh, I, I want to provide a great paint job or I I know how to do roofing or whatever it is. But like you said, if your brand or your whatever looks like it's created your website on Microsoft Paint, um, you're missing something there where you got the product, you understand marketing or you have those resources in place, but you know, that, that's a problem. That's a, that's a real problem. And and I think part of the problem is it's hard to kind of know how you look. And, and you said that not everybody thinks of themselves that way. I read something recently and it was somebody kind of reflected on themselves saying, uh, I don't know how I look. I look to my mom for that. I look to my friends for that. I, you don't even trust the mirror a lot of times. Cause it's like, I want to know how other people see me. And when you get mm-hmm. into your practices and your business and your groove, you quickly lose fresh eyes and, and your your whole business and everybody around you starts thinking like you and seeing only things. I, I was looking out the other day, I was walking into a business and I was looking at how, how dirty the, the walkway was running up to the door and some trash around. I'm like, you know, I bet you they just don't see it. I don't think mm-hmm. I blame them because I'm like, oh, they're trashy and why would they let this? I just don't think they see it anymore. And that's a real danger. Probably one of the reasons it's so easy to have a great be the part and then try to jump to attract the part, but you're like, they just don't know what to do with the look. Do you find that with a lot of people? That, I mean, it's super, it's super common because like, so the, the, the place that we love to start at is, so we always do marketing strategies. That's like our, our first setup for everything. But one of the things that we do that's super impactful is we analyze your reviews. We want to see what are your customers that already like you? What are they saying? Because mm. for a lot of us, like a lot of the contracting space, like, your customers are typically going to be, you know, 45 to 65 and not all of them love typing. So if they're going to spend their time and energy and effort to type out a review, that's going to be like what is most prevalent and like most top of mind for them. So what we do is we analyze those reviews to understand what are the things that people are saying about you. And for just about every single uh, industry out there, it always leads off with really high quality work and attention to detail. So we're mm-hmm. like, okay, great. Let's use that lens of high quality work, attention to detail. 
Now, let's just let's just take social media. Let's look at the photos that you have posted on social media in the past six months. How much of this represents the actual work that you do and it shows the attention to detail? And 99 out of 100, the answer is it doesn't. And they can Ooh. typically see that once mm. you say your right. customers look for this thing mm. or <laughs> the next thing is always communication. Great. Now let's go through the communication piece. If we now look at your website, what are we doing in your mind that gives a concrete answer if a prospect looks at your website and says, will this uh, contracted company communicate with me or not? And if they could say yes, because of these things on the website, great. But if the answer is no, then that's an issue. So a lot of it is we just need to look at what your customers are already saying about you because you're right. Like when you are so close to the sun, it is very hard to recognize what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong because it's like you you just see it every single day. But in reality, if you took a step back and just actually like talk to your customers more of like, what do we do really well on this project and what could we have done better? that will then give you that fresh lens because the idea and the way that most companies work is you start off, let's say you're, I don't know, siding, you're starting off with just very smaller projects, vinyl siding. So it's a lower price point option. And then as time goes on, you start working your way up to like, you know, hardy board on massive projects, but it didn't just happen where you started business. And the first thing you're doing is hundred thousand dollars siding jobs. It took time but you don't always see the progress happening because you're in it day to day. But as you start to talk to more and more clients and say like, what do we do well? What we've done better? That then gives you the answers to the test. And now it's time to just properly articulate that online and make sure that the brand is representing that. And then that's when you go, okay, great. Maybe I have a marketing company help me out with this because like I was talking to somebody last night um, that just uh, signed on with us and he was talking talking about his company vision. And there's a book called Vivid Vision that I've read and he just read it. And he was like, is this something that y'all help with? And I was like, no, you got to go to a specific company whose entire role it is, is to interview you about your vision. And then they oh. put it together in a cohesive manner because that is their specialty because right. they know what the left and right limits are, but they know how to pull that out of you. So it's the same thing where like whenever we work with a, a contracted company, we analyze their reviews. We go through all the things that clients like about them. And then we, it comes time to actually building out the website, the blogs and the SEO, the video, whatever it is, we dive even deeper into it all. And like with videos, like we, we actually go out and interview their clients to really understand uh. what it truly looks like to work with them. So we're having the right message and the right story because that, then makes it much easier to then pour fuel on that fire. And that's really all it is. So you had mentioned something in this whole process of helping people that a lot of times when you're going, you said you'll analyze their reviews and you mm -hmm. said you'll listen to their customers and listen to their feedback and help people understand, hey, you seem to be rated really highly on, I think you said quality of work and attention to detail or something like that. Mm -hmm. And and I thought that was kind of interesting that you had to go to the reviews to kind of pull that up, which, you know, everybody's hearing reviews or they hear responses all the time. But sometimes you have to kind of set it up, say, I don't know if you really saw this one's losing that fresh sight. Right. But there's probably also something there that you guys have to you may see it early enough. Like I see what you guys are good at or I see what you're really struggling with. But you kind of have to be careful about your approach because, you know, and this is going to be a question, too, but with your 
your ideas of be the part, look the part, attract the part. I see those as concentric circles that get closer to who they are. The outer part, they want tons of help with, which is attract because you're like, oh, it doesn't really attack identity, right? Mm -hmm. But you're like, you're like, well, hold on now. We need to get underneath that to some real underlying issues. You're wanting us to sell you. We need to kind of look at what we're selling here. And is that really where it needs to be? Because attract the part has to do with all these um, underlying pieces. So getting down to look the part branding, that's probably getting a little personal. What's even more personal is be the part. What are you offering? What are you good at? Yes. Are yes. you, are you consistent? Is there team, you know, good team culture there? Is there whatever? Um, I bet you that's quite the struggle to convince people that what their solution is not just digital marketing, um, that there's a bigger part of this, which is awesome that you guys actually help with because how else would, would these people get help? You know, if somebody's just taking yeah. their money, taking the money, I'll get you clicks or I'll get you views. But these vanity metrics, you know, there's a lot of studies on, you know, it's it's not taking you, it's going to drain a lot of money. And I've seen businesses go down that route. But it's if you don't get the real help on the be the part, look the part that feeds into attract the part. Do you have, do you have is that hard to kind of get underneath those layers with, with people? It, it is. And it, I mean, at first, I mean, it, it'd be like the same thing with you guys. If somebody signs up, they got an estimate rocket and they're like, this is going to solve all my problems you know, management problems. Like I'm good to go now, but you're like, okay, well, here's the reality is you're still showing up to the job site 30 minutes late every single day. So like, yeah, you have a software that can help you, but like you're not doing the the right things in there. So just like with an estimate rocket, what we do is we are just here to essentially help articulate what's working, what's not working and then amplify it. But, you know, earlier on before I really like understood this, you know, and I was able to like, put a label on it. I was like, man, like this website, like this will do a lot of great things. But then I realized that like, if the person is not actually doing the right stuff, it's, it's just not going to work. So now we're very specific. When we do these marketing strategies, like I always lead off with like, look, as the business owner myself, I'm going to be straight up with you. I practice candor over comfort because if like, I take my business unbelievably seriously that like, this is like, my my child that if my baby is ugly like i want you to tell me that versus let me think that i'm going to enter them into a beauty contest and then get wrecked and it was all because you wanted to be nice to me and that's like how i frame everything so a lot of times it's not that i'm just saying like look here's the reality you suck that's it like i then kind of walk through what are the things that you are doing that are good because it doesn't yeah. always need to be that like you do every single thing very well. It just needs to be something that's like, because everybody has something that they're doing well. And maybe it's, they have a really good uh, process of leading the client from the beginning to the end. The product may be run of the mill, but the actual process is great. And that's perfect because you have people out there and customers and homeowners out there that that's really what they're looking for. They don't care if it's the highest quality product, just an average product. All they care, it's like with me, I, I'm not a foodie. I love a good experience at a restaurant though. So I could, I would spend a lot of money to go somewhere and they serve Chipotle, but they are fantastic at the overall experience. I would take that any day of the week versus going to a restaurant that I have to wait two hours to get in. It's okay service and the food is great because to me, that's a waste of time. So- mm -hmm. 
there's there's different personalities that like different things and each company has something that makes them special and it just now comes down to can we take that thing that makes you special pull it out put it on a silver platter and serve it up to the right people to say look we 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 do vinyl siding this is not going to be the most expensive you know siding out there but we can get it done really quickly and we're going to communicate during the whole thing and there's a huge market for just that thing so it's essentially mm-hmm. we don't need to be everything to everyone obviously if if you have your Disney World, you have amazing rides and amazing characters and you have fireworks and all that stuff. That's when you do it all and you can charge a ton of money. But for a lot of people to have the best product and the best experience and the best systems, like that is a very hard thing to do. So let's pick one, lean into that first, and then that will start to build up your brand around that thing. And then we can start to add the other pieces in later. So there is a, a certain level of like, you have to kind of call a spade a spade with people. And I'm very big on just kind of ripping the bandaid off. But for a lot of people, it's not like a, hey, you're not good at this business thing. It's simply like, hey, you don't have the level of communication that you think that you have. But what you yeah. do have a really good thing of is the actual service and the product, the end product that is really why people are hiring you. That is fantastic. Let's lean into that a lot more because there's a lot of people out there that, it's okay. It's like restaurants in Europe. That's a four-hour dinner. I would hate that. But in all of Europe, they love it. So it's like if if it's not a good process, but the end product is amazing, let's lean into it. So everybody's got something. It's just finding right. out what that something is. Yeah, then that becomes the part you celebrate. And that's yes. your entryway to say some of these other things, you're kind of holding close. You're kind of mixing those things up with the thing that you really love and you're really great at. So kind yeah. of like, Hey, can I show you a little bit how people may not care about that as much, or they may not be responding to that? What if we let go of these things really focused on what you're great at? You keep doing that and even more of that. And we just build all these supports around and all these, the story that ties us all together. So I imagine that's, that's the way in to help a lot of people let go of something they're really not great at. And they don't want to do honestly, and, and probably wasting a lot of money on, again, I've seen this over the years, a lot of wasted money on vanity metrics, on getting the views and getting the clicks and, you know, getting the leads and, you know, all these things. But when it doesn't actually convert to actual business is wasted money. And so somebody that can help you get underneath it all and say, what do we, what do we need help with here? Again, somebody who sees and see who you are, help you understand where you're at and how to make, how to go forward. I think you guys have done really well with a lot of companies you work with. Let me ask you, um, how, let me ask you two questions and you can kind of make them as short or long as you want. But one is what are some things, some go-to packages that you find people are using you guys for? I mean, I don't know if you call them certain services, like getting to the, we can help all the way from the bottom of be the part and to look and attract. Is there something that you kind of find yourself saying, Hey, we, we can do this kind of stuff for you. Cause I'm just curious of what that looks like. And then finally, how do people contact you? Yeah. So like the, the, the core services, we really have four and a half. So it's, Marketing strategy, because at the end of the day, most marketing agencies, it's not that they want to do a bad bad job. What happens a lot, just like any business, is a marketing agency owner goes, you know what? We can help you. We'll, we'll make it happen because they're doing what they can to make the sale happen because they, they got a family they got to feed too. And then what they do is they try like hell to make it all work. And they're you know, doing all these extra things to try to get the leads to come in, if you will. And then because it's they just don't know how it works, 
then the contractor gets frustrated because the marketing didn't work. And then the marketing agency owners like, I went above and beyond for you. Right. Like, how could right. you leave me? So it's essentially set up to fail from the beginning because somebody oversold the capabilities and then they go above and beyond effort wise. But at the end of the day, as we all know, like, you know, effort is great, but we're all paid for results. So we always start off with a marketing strategy because that really helps put all the pieces in place where, especially like if you're, let's say landscape or remodeling and, you know, you do design, that is our version of design. We don't want to just jump in and say, oh yeah, new website, new SEO, new video, new, so like all that stuff. We're like, let's actually look at what's working and what's not working so we can build for the right thing. So it always starts off with strategy. And then our core is going to be websites, uh, SEO, video, so production and marketing, where we actually like fly out there, then do the marketing with it. And then social media consulting, because everything that we do, we are very focused on the long-term. We have things that help out in the short term, but we are really focused on if you want to build this company for this upcoming year, we may not be the best fit. That's going to be more of like your home advisor or your Google ads where it's like, let's just get a bunch of work working now. But if you're trying to build this thing for the next three to five years, that's when we want to lay the foundation of everything. And that's where we can come in. So those are our core four and a half services that nice. all leads off with a strategy. Um, and the best way to get a hold of us is our website, contractorgrowthnetwork.com. Um, go there. We have a bunch of cool resources. You can see a little bit more about what we're talking about. But the whole thing here, if I can kind of put a bow on this whole conversation yeah. is you as a business owner in the contracting space, you are most likely doing something that is unique and special. And if you're able to understand what that is and articulate it in a way that people also understand with it and then put it up on a pedestal in the way that people can really bond and build rapport with it, so much so that they then want to reach out to you because of that specific thing, that is when you have this ultimate confidence in your business because it's actually this thing that is in your sweet spot that you like to do and people like that you do. And that's when you're like, wow, like this is, this is really cool and very fulfilling. And I'm glad I started this business. That's kind of the whole goal here. So be the part first, make sure you're, you're realistic with yourself of how good of a job are we doing? Then look the part and recognize that if you are a really good person, but you have a really bad resume, you're going to have to overcome a lot of things to get a job interview. And then finally is attract the part. Now that you do great stuff, you have a great resume. Now let's get that into the hands of all the hiring managers out there, AKA in your world, homeowners or other you know businesses, depending on if you're residential or commercial. And if you do that with enough time, you're golden. Love it. Hey, that's cool. good stuff. Be the part, look the part, attract the part. Uh, very good. And I, I hope people do reach out if they have questions. Logan, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on Rocket Your Business. Chris, appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Rocket Your Business for Trade Contractors is brought to you by Estimate Rocket, makers of the top sales and job management software for contractors. Manage the chaos and rocket your business to the next level. Painted podcasts are produced by the Painted Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.